Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Bob Gardner. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this wonderful Sunday. How are you? I'm feeling absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm very, very, we're very blessed to have you here today. Uh, we spoke just before we hit the go button that you are a uh, freedom specialist. And people are probably like, what the heck is that? But one thing is for certain, many of our business owners um, built their business just for that very reason, to reach the, some, you know, freedom um, financially, or maybe they right, retired. Uh, but sometimes they often get in this trap where now they're kind of feeling that they're owned by their business and and stuck in this life that they can't seem to get out of, kind of like a hamster wheel of sorts. Um, but that's not a fun place to be. Um, but before we go to share all your wonderful um, tips, I'd love for you to just go back and share a little bit of your backstory with our audience. Sure. Yeah, I, uh, I was... Uh... I'm a business owner myself, so I, I know I know the struggle <laughs> with regard to that. But um, I was stuck in an addictive pattern for a long time. So from the time I was a little kid, I had a lot of depressive moods that would come through. I got really suicidal at some at a certain point, um, and I was stuck with some addictive behaviors, whether that was with drugs or the use thereof, or with food, and then also with pornographic material and stuff for about 18 years. And I didn't find, there wasn't a way for me to find a way out. I was taught by everything I read, everyone I told that even though they wanted me to have hope, I was going to be kind of chained to this for the rest of my life that, mm. well, it's a fact of life. Now you're an addict. You're always going to be an addict <laughs> or depression. Sorry, you've got it. We can manage it or cope with it. And there was a certain point where I was mm -hmm. sitting in my office <laughs> And I had this vision of myself at 90 being basically miserable. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, what they're offering me is probably the best they know how to offer. And so mm -hmm. there's probably nothing wrong with it from their perspective, but they've, they obviously don't know how to help somebody find real freedom. So mm -hmm. 
it's my job to figure it out. And so then I went and used all of the stuff that I had learned and more stuff that I went searching and scouring the globe to figure out to find a way to land at freedom. Freedom being mm -hmm. a state of being of well-being and ease on the inside, regardless of the outside circumstances. Mm. I can be overwhelmed by tons of things that I have to do for my clients. I can be working 12-hour days. If my state on the inside is one of freedom, then the 12-hour days don't feel like work. Mm. But if that state has changed and now it's anxious or it's overwhelmed or it's burdened or it's tight or it's tense or it's not malnourished or something like that, mm. then all of a sudden those same 12 hours are a totally different experience. And so I beca it became a process of me learning first a skill, mm -hmm. freedom as a skill, not a pill. I love that. Then an unconscious like competence, like just something that my body does by instinct. It went from skill to instinct. Wow. And that's what I end up train training people how to do. You know. Wow. Uh, that's, that's amazing to me because I think often what I hear from a lot of people, especially business owners, they think if they reach a certain level of financial income that I'll have that freedom. And, but I often hear from people who actually do really well, they get huge businesses or bring in huge sums of money. They don't feel free. And now they feel stuck to it more than ever. One guy told me I had 50 or a hundred employees. And now I'm like, I got to make sure we keep making that money so I can make sure to pay everyone, vendors and blah, blah, blah. So it wasn't freedom. And, and that's not how he felt. He felt trapped. And yeah. uh, so I think it's interesting that it's really uh, you're, you're managing your inner state and maybe your emotions and how you interact with what's going on on the outside, but not let it control the inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's really, really, uh, it's simple, but it's everything <laughs> that I was body based. It was like, well, how can, how can I work with the equipment that I always have with me? <laughs> to make this happen so that I don't need to rely on like I used to food mm. or I needed to have relationships around or somebody that loved me or was constantly mm. doting on me, or I needed affirmations from somebody else and, or drugs or whatever else I had used. How do I rely only on what I was born with and mm -hmm. make that produce it on its own? Now, can I ask you, does, is it exercise based Does exercise or just movement play a part in building this freedom? Yeah, movement is a part of it. Um, so basically the pillars of it are how you breathe, mm -hmm. how you move, um, the way that you stand, your posture, but also mm -hmm. kind of what you put inside of your body. Mm -hmm. It's not a, a hardcore diet by any stretch of the imaginations or anything like that because I'm, I'm a simple guy and I, I prefer simple things. <laughs> um, but like how much you drink, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But also it's not just... Uh, just make sure you exercise because people exercise inefficiently and we do things that build more tension into the body. Mm. Yes, they squeeze some good endorphins out of the body, but now the body has to recover. Yeah. And a lot of the training that I was going through, I was, you know, training with Russian special forces operatives and mm. going into the woods and learning how to like deal with a knife coming at me. Cause I'm like, well, if I can handle a knife, then I can handle <laughs> a negative email from a client. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no? And so I was really trying to make it a concrete thing that would help mm -hmm. me do this. And that's what we do with our clientele at our retreats and stuff is give them concrete body experiences that bypass mm -hmm. the brain so that the body discovers it doesn't have to be as tense. It doesn't have to react that way on its own without us having to like tell it to calm down. Interesting. So, yeah. So these are like, it's not just exercise, but you can exercise in a way that powers you up so that at the mm -hmm. end of the exercise you're more open more free more clear more energized or you can exercise in a way that makes you feel good but then you're tired and exactly. drained and, and, and you so probably overtaxed your body to the point where yeah there's that sweet spot 
Yeah. 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 And sometimes people go either too far or too little, but finding that sweet spot. Now you hit on something I thought was very interesting, Bob, and that was, you know, um, maybe doing challenging things that so that your body will learn to be like when it's an email, uh, it won't get so threatened. Are you putting people like in extreme situations, like kind of like a boot camp of sorts so that, oh, okay, life isn't that challenging. So it's like running from a tiger you ran from the tiger, so this email is not going to, you know, make your yeah. body go into overdrive. Yeah, we do that in a controlled way. I mean, like, there's a lot of laughter, a lot of joking. It's not a boot camp by any stretch. Okay. They're screaming and yelling, but like, we're taking them through, for instance, some intense breath. My job is to say, like, if we had a map on the board of everywhere your nervous system could be, from utterly still, mm -hmm. and you're by yourself alone, and your thoughts are like, you, mm -hmm. can I be by myself alone? <laughs> oh no. And also very intense, intense mm -hmm. breathing, um, very intense in terms of like, uh, like physical pressure on the body or something. Mm -hmm. Like if we have someone like lay on you and you're just like, oh man, I feel stuck. Well, mm -hmm. where else in your life do you feel stuck? Your brain pieces those together the same way. So if we train you how to be free inside of that and then how to escape, then all of a mm -hmm. sudden your body has produced another option and given more than one option it'll always choose the one that feels better so we're not actually trying to untrain all the stuff that a person has learned they're just masters at misery <laughs> oh my god we just want to like train them in the boot camp or like the dojo of delight you know <laughs> i like that dojo of delight i love that yeah. so yes. yeah well you know what this reminds me of bob uh, many years ago i i was 2006 i made a promise to myself i was going to tackle two of my greatest fears one intimate relationships because I wanted to find a life partner, which I did my beautiful husband. Now um, I met him that year. Uh, and the other one was flying because I love to travel, but I was so intensely like the fear was so intense. I felt I would explode from the fear. That's how yeah. intense it was. And it was like, I talked to everyone. They're like, it's not a big deal. Everyone's on airplanes. They're not blowing up, uh, you know, falling out of the sky. But I had this fear that I would just utterly die in an airplane. It's just nuts. So I said, I'm going to, I'm going to conquer that. So I basically put myself in a four seater airplane Cessna and took myself on a discover flight. And then later also kept doing some training, flight training. But what was interesting about that fear going through it is that I had nowhere to go. I had to go I had to deal with it. It was right there. I couldn't run from it. I couldn't open the door and jump out of the airplane. I could, I die. Um, but it was what I realized from going through that experience is that when I just stopped fighting against it, mm -hmm. it dissipated. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Oh my gosh. Look at that down there. Yeah. And I got down from the flight class going, sign me up. I, I love this. And yeah. it just gave me a sense of like, wow, it like opened yeah. a new world to me. Yeah. A lot of what people do, like what I'm trying to do is help them discover that they're already good enough mm -hmm. and discover that they're already strong enough. And that goes with, I mean, a lot of the people that I work with are mm -hmm. people with deep levels of addiction, people who have been mm -hmm. on chronic anxiety, panic attacks, depression, mm -hmm. and, and, or business owners that are overwhelmed and they're just, you know, uh, just, <laughs> they've got everything in the world on their shoulders and whatnot. Yeah. People who are in chronic pain mm -hmm. and they they just feel like a victim to their circumstance or a victim to a diagnosis or a victim to whatever else is happening. And because they feel like that, they don't feel like they have an option, but to just kind of cope with it. And life has gotten miserable. So when they can discover on the inside that like, holy cow, I have some control over this and mm -hmm. I didn't die. No, oh, interesting. You know, <laughs> I'm alive. All, all of these other things and they start to feel wonderful literally it's just training them over the course of like the retreats we do mm -hmm. over the course of five days how to yeah. live kind of at play 
And, you know, the online material and stuff we do is just a longer process of that, you know. Boom. I love what you say there. Learn through play. I mean, that's what we did as kids. Everything was about play. I remember as kids, I would try to be the person, the checkout person. I pretend to be the doctor and we put on all these hats and try them out. And it wasn't weird or funky. What are you doing? Why are you trying to be a doctor? It's like, why not? And, yeah. uh, but we, we lost that sense of play as we become adults. I don't know why. I mean, it's got played out of us. Like, Oh, adults don't play like that. Um, but no, you, know, you, can't play, no, you get your work done or your chores done. Right. So that gets trained out of us. Exactly. As, and, but there's the chores never get done as an adult. You're like, I'll put that aside. I won't put that. Now, use the playback in it. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm curious about, you mentioned something that you help people feel worthy. And I, I felt like that, you know, especially in my thirties, I was trying to self-discover and, and whatever this self, this sense of unworthiness or I'm not worthy. Why do so many adults go through that? Something like that. So what I've seen over the years with, you know, all these people that I've been able to look at and inside my own life, um, it's not intentional. Um, Some people had really rough childhoods, but most people, you know, it's not a rough child or anything, but as a child, you're just involved in life, but you're getting kind of a constant message from somewhere on the outside, from teachers and parents and Mm -hmm. adults down the street and who knows that like you should do things a little bit different or Mm -hmm. that's not right. Do it this way. So there's this corrective quality that parents have on and adults have on children. And Mm -hmm. over time, they learn to stop trusting their own instincts because mama knows best or daddy knows best. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, they start to learn to look to other people for approval because that's what they've been trained to do. And then we have grades that measure us. And if you don't get a good grade, this, that, or the other, and then we have all of these trophies and awards. And then you have, as you get older, the goals are what business, you know, Mm -hmm. what's your milestone in terms of how much revenue you bring in a month Mm -hmm. or how many clients you've helped, or did you write that book or, Oh, that guy did this crazy cool adventure. Can I do something like that? And so Mm -hmm. it all becomes an external achievement based things. Uh when those aren't those achievements aren't happening, they do give some level of relief. But then what happens on the inside is this total emptiness when those aren't happening. Mm. And so we feel like I'm worthless because the body feels that way, just because we we learn to agitate our bodies this way. So what what has to happen and part of the work that I do is very psychological, whereas I have Mm -hmm. to like help a person see through their own story. Mm -hmm. It's almost like if you lost your keys, you're running around the house blaming everybody for taking your keys. <laughs> In my case, it's around my neck usually because I yeah, have it. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, you it, and you find it and you're like, oh, never mind. It's instantaneous. When you see the, the reality, uh-huh. then it's an instantaneous relief of all the agitation that was there. And the mm-hmm. same thing happens where I have to like work with people to get them to see through all their stories about themselves, to see the reality of the beautiful being that they are Mm -hmm. when they see it, not when somebody tells it to them, affirmations don't work that way, Mm -hmm. but when they actually see it, witness it, glimpse it with their own being, some part of them goes, Oh, cool. And then they start dropping all of this need to measure up to other people's expectations. It's true. We, we spend so much of it. I, I, this is a weird experience, but many years ago I was on the subway platform waiting to go home in Manhattan and there was this gorgeous gal. I mean, beautiful, drop dead gorgeous. And I remember thinking for a moment, gosh, I wish I was her. She's so beautiful. Look at, she's absolutely perfection in her body. But then another thought popped in my head and I said, yeah, but I'd have to give up all the other amazing things that make me me if I were her. Cause I don't yeah. know anything about her. I mean, she's amazing in her own right, but I liked a lot of the stuff about me and 
You know what I mean? So I went through that kind of process. Like I want to be her. And then the other, the other, I, you know, the other thing that popped in my head is like, well, then I wouldn't be me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people yeah. don't realize that who they are is perfect from the beginning. It's just like a seed, you know, a plant. Yeah. Everybody's trying to chase perfection, but there's nothing wrong with a seed. It's perfect as a seed. And then it's perfect as a sprout. And then it's perfect with its little leafies on. And it's perfect <laughs> as the trunk of a tree. And then it's perfect when it's finally giving fruit. And then it's perfect when there's no part of the process of the life of that tree that it isn't perfectly what it is. Yeah. But if it ran around trying to be like a rose bush instead, yeah. all it would do is die. Mm-hmm. Because it wouldn't be doing what a tree needs for for its own sustenance you know yeah i think we're the only um beings on the planet that do that like uh, oak trees i never go oh what if i don't be an oak tree it's like no they're they're just being an oak tree we're the only ones that beat ourselves up like no i gotta be something else and uh, on the front you said just a bit ago i recall there was a a friend of mine who had reached multi-million dollar status in this business he said i just bought a beach house he sat down that night and said i fell apart because i felt so empty and so I think it's what you were talking about before about the sense of worthiness. It didn't matter how much he got on the outside. He still need to work on feeling secure and wanted or, or worthy inside before the outside, you know, he could, I guess, enjoy the fruits of his labor. Yeah. What's beautiful about that emptiness, though, is that it's actually a gift. Uh, when that emptiness arises, it's like some part of your body showing you that, like, mm. this won't fill me up. And so it's this beautiful gift of his, it's almost like his system saying, we can keep chasing it if you want, mm-hmm. but this is the emptiness that it creates mm-hmm. when if you kind of like look inside, we're already full, you know, there's no need to go to- chase all these mansions, whatever, whatever. This is awesome. But I'd love you to share, what does it look like when someone joins you in one of your retreats, share a little bit about all that and, and how, yeah, yeah. so, so the retreats are, are five days long, mm-hmm. um, what we do in advance is they get access to all this stuff that's available for them to learn to do at home so that at the retreat, we focus on the stuff that you just can't do at home because you need somebody else to, you know, guide you through it. And so they're learning how to breathe. They're learning just simple things that can start to modulate how they feel, whether that's with pain or whether that was with anxiety or depression or, or addictions or OCD or bipolar, all the other stuff that we've worked with. Mm-hmm. And they start to learn little ways that they get to have control over their nervous system and start to train their nervous system to respond to life in a very different way. Mm -hmm. Then as they come in, we, we get them all together on a bus, we meet them on the bus and we drive them uh, to the location. It's usually out here in Utah, Hmm. uh, up in the mountains, you know, kind of nice, pristine, kind of nice area uh, that we rent. And then we spend these days taking them through kind of physical processes to help them slowly over time, kind of release from their body all of the conditioning that they've built up over their life because mm-hmm. every thought you have every emotion you've had whatever that's those are residual tension patterns and things mm-hmm. firing in the body and if you do them frequently mm-hmm. like a constant worry about a deadline then your body learns to keep firing that set of muscles and that kind of chemistry and then it becomes kind of a muscle memory your body has just learned the habit of being a little bit anxious and so we got to bring those habits to the surface and then help their body can like hold up a mirror to their body with breath exercises or with movements or something else where their body's like, oh, and then we give them, we show them other ways to respond so that their body now has options. That's awesome. Yeah. Is it yeah. too taxing for some people? Like, do you have to be in a certain amount of shape before to show up? Oh, okay. No, because the point is 
the point of all of this is to arrive at an interstate of freedom, not okay. to be an Olympic athlete. And so okay. <laughs> if just thinking, for instance, sometimes we'll use knives, right? And there's some people that are afraid of knives. And so just thinking about it is bringing up all this emotion. Perfect. That means we can work at that. Because if just mm. thinking about flying, for instance, for you was yeah. the thing, yeah. then you and I could work with, all right, let's give your body a different option for thinking about flying. Mm. Then all of a sudden it relaxes and we go, okay, cool. Now think about flying again. And then you're like, wow, okay, I'm still a little tense, but I'm not as tense as I was before. That's interesting. And then yeah. we work again until your body stops with the the habit of every time I think about flying, I'm, like, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> or every time I think about my my wife, you know, and yeah. she's frustrated and she rolls her eyes at me. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, what am I going to do? So we just, we're starting, it doesn't matter if they can be like bust out. I can't bust out 300 pushups. I'm not the most athletic person on the planet, but- mm -hmm. Um, and so it's not about physical prowess, but more about an interstate of freedom. And everything we're doing is about helping a person discover that they're, they are all that's needed. And, you know, physical shape is helpful in that, but it's not required. So when they go through your process, is it, all right, the five days, is the process much longer for them to incorporate that freedom into their life? Like how long have you seen that people can actually create a life of freedom is it like six months a year or it depends on the person and how deep seated some of their fears are or. So because some of the process we're doing are ramping up internal chemical factories, right? So we're having, we're, we're teaching them how to produce painkillers on their own in their own body through vocalizations and some other kind of breathing practices. We're teaching them how to ramp up BDNF, which enhances neuroplasticity and, and how to like ramp up, genetic markers for immunity and stuff just through movements and things like this there is a residual effect after the retreats many people coast for a month or two or three where they just feel on top of the world and if in that period of time mm -hmm. they take what we've learned <laughs> and double down on it then that just can sit that continues mm -hmm. will they run into another thing that they didn't cover sure because i mean we can't we don't cover everything all at once yeah. um, and my own life history was like breakthrough and then like wow i feel great and then oh what, what's going on and then another kind of like plateau and then mm -hmm. so on so it wasn't it's not been like a steady line for me or just a like one and done and yeah the, i've had some clients come where it's like a one and done and their life is great or at least that's how they refer to it to us and i was like i've been a little jealous of them because that's not how it happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's interesting i had a nutritionist on twice she's amazing um andrea beeman and she said to me um because i had thyroid issues and she said listen people want that we can just fix it with nutrition overnight and it took you sometimes to get that disease dis-ease state many years, sometimes 20 years for you to get that process in your body. It's not going to be boom, one and done, and you're all better. It's going to take time for your body to heal and to be patient with it and love it and, yeah. and to give yourself time. And it's true. I think our society has become, like you said, it's not a pill you had mentioned, uh, because I think we've gotten used to the idea, doctor, just give me the pill. So it goes all the way. And, and we kind of want that one and done thing, but often in life, in order to have that full potential of you know, reaching your fullest potential or health or well, well-being, it takes time to reach it. Yeah. What I'll say with, to people is like, we don't actually know it could happen as a one and done thing. And it could also take time. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're enjoying yourself along the way, it doesn't really matter. So, um, the because they, they're so fixed. If you're fixated on an end goal, then you're, you're not able to enjoy what's happening. So everything that I'm trying to get to people is like, your life is already happening. We can't change the fact that this is happening. You might as well enjoy it. 
And so I'm here with my dad right now. He has stage four metastatic melanoma. Um, I came up last week because he had been in the emergency room, you know, bloating, all kinds of other stuff. And so I came up and I'm doing the same stuff I do with other people on a slightly gentler scale, but like, really, it's mostly the same stuff. And just this morning, he's like, what am I going to do uh, between now and 1230? And I was mm -hmm. like, well, we're going to turn your, your pain into pleasure. <laughs> and so we did some movements and we did some mm -hmm. other things. And he was just in this blissed out state for like two and a half hours. Awesome. Just as beautiful. He fell asleep. Just this glorious kind of, all we did was move him around. All we did was breathe a little bit. All we did was a few little other things to kind of ramp up his chemical factories on the inside. Mm -hmm. His pain isn't gone. It may never go. Mm -hmm. uh, like his cancer may never go. We don't know. Mm -hmm. But he's he got to enjoy two and a half hours of yeah. just bliss without the pain because it disappeared. Yeah. So I say, look, that's all we're trying to do is make a puddle here, a puddle there. Then we expand them into ponds. Then we make them lakes. We start connecting them, see if we can get some rivers between them. Then we start hopefully making them some oceans in here. And if we can start to expand it to where every movement, every breath is pleasurable, mm -hmm. even if I have a disease, even mm -hmm. if the situation doesn't go away, mm -hmm. I got to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, what's so interesting about this, uh, Bob, I recall, you know, I used to do obligatorily for years. Oh, I have to go to the gym. I do my 50 minutes, get out, yeah. get in. And it's this. I'm going to do it because I have to. And, mm -hmm. and and I think often we do that in our lives instead of realizing I get to do this. How blessed yeah. am I? And yeah. as you were saying, enjoy the journey. And yeah. uh, the past two years, I think it was two years ago, I hired a trainer and I began to enjoy the journey of doing movement. And uh, again, because as a kid, I did dance. Um, and then you realize, wow, this can be pleasurable. It can be joyful instead of, oh, I got to go do this. I got to go take the kids to do this, or I got to go work out instead of saying, I, I get to go do this. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. Just infuse joy inside it. It's happening already. Even death. Yeah. If it's happening, you might as well enjoy it. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> and so that's, that's been a guiding light for me for a long time. Like whether I can be, I can be free as a state of being, if I'm happening, I'm, if I'm drinking from the well of my being in everything that's happening, even if, all hell's breaking loose on the outside and my, I have six children, you know, and teenagers and <laughs> there's always a drama, you know, there's always something going on, lots of driving around and lots of like, there's not a lot of me time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, here it's been 15 hour days, you know, with my dad and mm. there's this beautiful thing happening inside me all the time, mm. just awesome. because it's not dependent on the outside situation. Not all the time. I'm not 100% like some sort of enlightened, glowing being that doesn't attainable or anything. There's moments where I get frustrated and then I go, oh, that's cute. I'm frustrated right now. And then I get to go enjoy it again. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I love that because it seems to me also what you're saying is this is a choice. I mean, it's it, it, a deliberate process that you mm -hmm. have to choose. And we'll fall off the wagon, as you said, get frustrated moments, but realize that we have the option to go back to a liberty mindset and not be entrapped in stress or turmoil or whatever. Um, you know, we could go on a lot longer. I know we could, but I don't want everyone to leave without finding out how they can find out more about you, become, you know, join one of your special events and all of that and get a copy of your book. How can they do that? 
Yeah. So uh, I wrote a book kind of laying out what's on the underpinnings of all this stuff. There's a few practices in there. Warning, they're in the middle of the story. So all the details are there, but I didn't want you to get bogged down in a how-to list and miss like what miss the hope that the book is producing. So I'm writing a companion volume with all the little details and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are in there. You can get that at builtforfreedom.org. So that's the title of the book, Built for Freedom. And if you want, if you're curious about other online programs, basic ones from home, uh, or stop, or coming to one of our retreats, you can go to thefreedomspecialist.com. Uh, we have a women's retreat actually coming up at the beginning of August and one for anybody in the beginning of October. Awesome. Uh, and you're also the host of the podcast, Alive and Free, correct? Yeah, that is correct. And where can they find that? That should be everywhere, like Alive and Free with Bob Gardner. You should. We just upload it and it goes to Apple and Google and Spotify and everywhere else. The women's retreat, is that more intense? Like, does it allow women to go more into if they're maybe, say, uncomfortable with going in certain areas, dealing with issues, does it allow them to go more freely without being with other men and other people? Is that why you created just a women's retreat? Yeah, we do. We've done men only and women's only. Um, The women's retreat in particular, um, it's probably, and for many of them, it's like the first time in their life that they have a guy. There's a lot of women's retreats run by women. But to have a guy and a group of guys, uh, we do have women with on the team as well, but have a group of guys there and have them have an experience with guys who are guiding them out of their trauma, out of their pain, out of their misery, is giving their nervous system on every possible level different information about their relationship to men in general. And so unspoken healing starts to happen around their fears and trust of men and and things like that starts to happen as well. So I, I started running them because I'd seen all these women that have been to all these retreats and they come out and they're, they're survivors. But I look at them and I go, you're way more than just a survivor. Like you're a human being and you need to be freed of all that story, including the story that you're in danger from a guy. So they're learning how to like handle, you know, a mass of a guy there in front of them, how to like deal with, like we put, they're actually tend to be more courageous than the men. Uh-huh. They see the body work that we're doing and they're like that. I know I need that. And the guys are like, well, I don't know if I need that. Uh, you know, like it's, it's very interesting to see how hungry they are to have mm-hmm. some sort of physical something that they can get their hands on and finally mm-hmm. like pain and suffering. Uh, it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. Image issues and addiction and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I I love that because, you know, I had this thing that popped in my head many years ago because I used to play in this kind of victim mindset for many years. Um, And I I came to this idea that I can't both be a victor or a victim. I have to choose one. And, you know, I love the fact that you don't have to be a survivor. You're you're much more than that. It's like, leave that alone. You're the victor in this, Mm -hmm. not the victim. I love that. Well, uh, Bob, I just have to thank you again for coming to Savvy Broadcast broadcasting today and sharing your wisdom everyone please go to thefreedomspecialist.com find out how you can totally live a truly transformational and freedom uh, freedom like life you know uh, free from stress and all of that bob thank you so much for coming to savvy broadcasting uh, it was an honor hope everybody got something out of it like subscribe and share this episode to listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com to find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest email christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.